You're listening to the Elevate Main podcast. To learn more about Elevate, visit our website at www.elevate.org.ph. We hope you enjoy today's talk. Praise God. Before you sit down, can you greet your seatmates? We mo hello, hello. Yan. Also to those joining us online, hi. Welcome to our worship service, our online worship service. Asan na yung message ka? Yun. Okay. Welcome to our, not online, but our hybrid worship service. We are so glad that you can join us physically or online. I know some of you guys are uncomfortable because the cases are getting higher, but I pray continually for safety for all of us. And praise God, you know, the virus is quite mild, uh, and I, I really praise God for that one. But still, we need to be careful, we need to be healthy, mag vitamin C, mag exercise. Check mo katabi mo kung exercise yan. Healthy ba yan? Okay, kasi kung hindi ka healthy, mahirap. So, that's biblical, ha? by the way. Ha? Any sickness, whether it's COVID, whatever sickness that is, we have to take care of our body so that the, our immune system can fight the viruses. Okay, so again, welcome. And again, I want to remind you on August 6, tama ba? August 6 is going to be our Unite, our Elevate Anniversary. Are you excited for that? So it's going to happen in the main hall. So we will keep on praying that the cases will not go up or it will go down. Na sana people will get better as quick as possible so that we can fill the main hall. It's not just going to be us in Elevate Main, but also in Elevate, other satellites will be joining us as well to worship God together. So those people joining us online, please, if you're available, August 6th, that's a Saturday Please join us here as we have our Elevate Anniversary. So before our Elevate Anniversary, of course, we're going through a new series, Unashamed. So bakit ito ang series natin? Why are we talking about Unashamed? We're talking about this series because maybe because of the pandemic, some of us have forgotten our real mission in life. I don't know about you, but maybe some of you also don't know that you have a mission in life. God has created you for a purpose and God wants you to do that purpose for His glory. And some people may have forgotten that or you don't know that. That's why we are in this series. And here's the beautiful thing with young people. You mga young people, if you have a certain goal, okay, let's say you have a goal in Mobile Legends. Diba ang goal natin doon, yung iba sa inyo, ang goal nyo doon is maging, ano yung pinakamataas? Mythic, diba? So if you want to be mythic, Ang dami mo kailangan pagdaanan. Sino dito nasa mythic level? May kilala ko si Larry Dan, nandun yata sila, Ray. Okay, so yung mga madalas naglalaro ng Mobile Legends. So may mga quest ko, meron ka dapat mga gawin so that you reach that level. Okay, so that you'll be better and you'll be one of the best. It's not just on Mobile Legends, but if you have a goal in school, you will exert so much effort just to reach that goal. Or for some, for some of you, if your goal is to have a girlfriend or to have a boyfriend, sometimes you exert so much effort just to reach that goal as well. So that's what I know about young people. If you have a dream, you have a purpose, you have a goal, you also have the energy to exert it there. But here's the thing. It's not wrong to pursue any of those goals. Like if you want to be better in school, if there's a sport that you love to do, or you want to excel, or you want to have a relationship in, in the future, it's not wrong to pursue those goals. But there's one goal that a lot of people are missing out. And in fact, this is one of the reasons, itong goal na to, is one of the reasons why you are still 
alive. And the reason why Unashamed ang title ng ating series is because it came from this passage in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Let's read this together. One, two, three, go. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. By the way, the gospel is the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ came here on earth. He's God. He died for our sins and He rose again. That's the good news to give us eternal life. So sabi ni Paul, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Why is he not ashamed of the gospel? Because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentiles. That's why we are in this series called Unashamed. Because if we have the greatest news that can cause transformation in the lives of people, bakit mo ikakahiya? Why will you be ashamed of it? If it's the greatest news, if it's the only news that can cause transformation, there are many news outside, uh, there are many news in this world, there are many good news as well that you can hear, but there's only one news that can lead you to eternal life and only one news that can help transform your life, and that is the gospel. So, bakit mo ikakahiya yun? That's why we are in this series, because we want you not to be ashamed. For example, ikakahiya mo ba kung sinagot ka na ng girl na pinagpipray mo ng sobrang tagal? Sheesh, di ba? Hindi mo ipagkakahiya yun eh. You're gonna post that online. You're gonna show the picture na kayo ng dalawa. You're gonna show, you're gonna change your status. Or let's just say, you got a very high mark, high grade sa graduation mo. Or your last year in school. Hindi mo ikakahiya yun. Or let's just say you discovered the cure for COVID, right? Let's just say you tested it, ang galing-galing mo, tinest mo, and then gumaling ka, and lahat ng tao nakakuha ng gabot na yun na in-invent mo, gumaling din. Hindi mo ipagdadamot yun. You're not gonna hide it from other people. You're not gonna, let's say you have a loved one who's sick of COVID. You're not gonna say, I'm not gonna give it to them. No, you're gonna give it because you know it's the solution. So imagine the gospel. But here's the thing, a lot of people, they don't want to share it all because they're, they feel like, I don't want to offend someone, I don't want any debate, and that's understandable. But I want to motivate you today not to be ashamed of the gospel because we have a purpose, and that's our purpose. Our main topic for today, very simple, quite familiar for some of us or for a lot of us, but I don't want you to forget this. Our message for today is live out your purpose and... Make disciples. Okay, tap the shoulder of your seat mate. Sabi mo, live out your purpose. Make disciples. When you say make disciples, you are helping other people become Christ-committed followers who will make Christ-committed followers. You know, if you grew up in CCF, most of the time, you will hear statements like this. Make disciples, make disciples, make disciples. And, and sad to say, some people, ayaw na nila pakinggan to. And it's sad for me that some people say that because this is God's reason why we are still alive here on earth. It's not just so that we can get rich. It's not just so that we can, you know, earn a lot of money or show love to people. Definitely God, has, God wants us to show love to people. But if we're not making disciples, then the way we show love is not completely Christ-like. Let me repeat that, huh? A lot of people kasi would say, no, ang important is we show love to people. Yes, I agree with that. We show love to everyone. But if we don't make disciples, then the love that we are showing is not completely Christ-like. Kasama sa equation ng loving others ang making disciples. Now, who among you here, 
you have a discipleship group. You're leading your own small group. Can you raise your hands? Yan. So, So, my prayer is, okay, just keep raising your hand. At the end of this July series, all of you will start discipling other people. Okay ba yun? Tingnan mo yung katabi mo, hindi pa nagdi-disciple. Ikaw yan. Sabihin mo sa katabi mo, ikaw yan. Okay? Hindi, <laughs> I want to motivate you. So it starts with the motivation kasi here's the thing eh. A lot of us, the reason why we're not doing it, we're not motivated. Kasi if you are motivated, if you have the heart, madali na yung action. If you don't have the heart to do it, kahit anong preaching dito, you're not gonna listen. Even those who are joining us online, kahit anong message about discipleship, you're not gonna do it. Why? Because you don't have the heart. So hopefully at the end of this message, you will start having the heart to make disciples. Because some of you who are, who are already discipling other people, you ha- had that heart already. It started with the desire, with the passion, the opportunity, and then eventually God led you to lead your own discipleship group. In CCF, that's what we do. We are a movement that makes disciples, helps people become more like Jesus Christ. Where did we get this mission? We got this mission dun sa sinabi ni Jesus before He ascended to heaven. Where can we find that? In Matthew 28, let's read this together, verse 19. Therefore, sabi ni Jesus, go and make disciples of all nations. Come on, keep reading. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So, very famous question ni Pastor Peter dito. What is the main verb, the main action word here? Naka-line na eh, naka-underline na eh, naka-bold na eh, color red eh. Make disciples. In other words, in the original language, that's the only verb. You make disciples. As you go, as you baptize, as you teach, and hopefully in this series, we will clarify what those things mean. What do you mean by going? What do you mean by baptizing? What do you mean by teaching? But now, I want to motivate all of us to make disciples. Now, if you're already making disciples, this message is still for you to motivate you or to help you motivate your disciples to start their own. Or if you had your own small group already before, but then you stopped kasi nawala sila, this will also encourage you to keep making disciples. What's our message again? Live out your purpose by making disciples. You know, in CCF, our main mission, the reason why CCF exists, you want to know why we have this church? This is our main mission, to make Christ-committed followers who will make Christ-committed followers. And we do it through discipleship, through small groups. In Elevate, it's the same mission. Pinalitan lang namin yung followers ng students. Make Christ-committed students who will make Christ-committed students. That's why we go to the campus. That's why we help people get to know Jesus. And not just help them get to know Jesus, but become more and more like Jesus. That's discipleship. So I hope it be- gives you a better clarity of why CCF exists, why Elevate exists, why are you joining this organization, this movement, why are you here? It's not just so that you can have fun. It's not just that you can meet friends. It's not just that you can meet your God's best, okay? Maybe some of you, that's your reason why you're here. But because we want to help you. Fulfill your mission in life. Again, you on, we only have one life to live. I don't want you to miss that out. I don't want to m- make a mistake not living out God's purpose for my life. So our message again is live out your purpose, make disciples. So what can motivate us? Because I, I believe for a majority of us, 
you've been hearing this countless of times in Sunday school, in different churches. Maybe some of you came from another church and you heard this already. Ayan naman, make disciples. Okay, start my own small group. Help these my friends or my other, you know, my relatives get to know Jesus and help them become more like Christ. Why will I do that? Or for some of you, you're, this is your first time and you're, you're shocked now. Yung pala ang mission ng church. Why are they doing this? And I hope you will understand why we are doing this and hopefully you will be convinced as well to make disciples. I want to motivate you with three things. Hopefully these three reasons will give you the heart to make disciples. Are you ready? Ay, parang hindi kayo ready. Ha? Are you ready? Ayan. Tanong mga Ready ka na ba? Okay. So, first reason. First reason to motivate you to make disciples. Life. Okay. What do you mean, Kuya Marty, with life? Okay. We all have lives. We only have one life to live. And here's the thing. Why did I say life? Because once you experience God's transforming power, you would want others to experience it as well. Pag na-experience mo, even those people joining us online, yung ba, pa, kung paano ka binago ni Lord, I tell you, that's a strong motivation to help others change or experience what you've experienced. I remember before, uh, hindi ko to pinopromote tong restaurant na to, pero gusto ko lang talaga tong restaurant na to. But the first time I, I ate at Uncle Mo's, okay? Alam niyo ba Uncle Mo? Sino nakakalam nun? So, masarap na kebab yun. Okay? Sila Osep, yan, sila Cholo, yan, mga mahilig sa Uncle Mo's yan. So, the first time I tried it, sabi ko, wow, this is the best for me. Among the others, the Mr. Kebab, the Persian. I mean, masarap naman lahat. Pero for me, Uncle Mo's yung the best. Dahil wala, binabayaran ako dito. No? Ispakita niyo yung video, baka may discount tayo next time. Anyway, so, hindi <laughs> kasi the first time ko natikman yun, sabi ko, Ang sarap dito. I tell you, there were moments na almost every week, I would order. I think nung pandemic, almost every week, nagpapagrab ako nung, uh, I mean, nasa pandemic pa rin tayo, pero nung early part of the pandemic, almost every week, nagpapagrab ako ng Uncle Mo's. And yung lagi kong order na kebab platter, feeling ko alam na nga nila, ay, kilala ko na to. And I would also tell my friends, it's not just that I love it, I like to eat it, I tell my friends, dito tayo kumain. Natikman mo na ba yung kebab platter ng Uncle Mo's? Why am I doing that? Because I enjoyed the experience. I like the food. I want others to also experience that. And maybe for some of us, let's say you discovered a new game and you started playing that game. And then what do you do? You want your best friends, your close friends to play with you and join you with, with you in that game. Just like my son. Nung na-discover niya sa Roblox yung Ano yung parang music na a freak Friday something anyway I don't know if, I don't know if you play Roblox baka mas pambata yun no? but he was playing that and he would tell his cousins let's play this let's play this game parang freaky Friday yata yung pangalan ng game but anyway so he he started playing that and he started telling his cousins his other friends we have to play it because if you experience something that's fun that's wonderful, you love the feeling, you love the experience, you would want people that you love to also experience that thing. What more when you've experienced the transforming power of God? Kaya nga, when we hear testimonies of people change lives, definitely they want others to experience that. 
when we disciple this, this couple recently and they've experienced the transforming power of God, I tell you, they couldn't help but tell other people the changes that happened in them. That's gonna motivate you because you haven't experienced it. Eh. It's a different kind of experience. Now, when you've experienced God changing you, you want others to also experience that. Now, I know some of you are saying, Pero Kuya Marty, I grew up in church. Parang walang changes na nangyari. I also grew up in church. And I promise you, there were moments sa parang hindi ko na feel yung change. But as I continue to be faithful and attend Sunday school, small group, I've experienced the transforming power of God. And that motivated me to help others be transformed. Kaya nga, look at this. Oh. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, let's read this together. If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Imagine, yung old habits mo, you stop doing it or you are avoiding it already because you have new habits. You found joy, you found peace, you found contentment, you found a purpose, you found a family that doesn't judge you, doesn't condemn you, you found a family that loves you. Tingnan mo katabi mo. Kapamilya mo ba yan na nagmamahalang kayo? Nakapamilya, hindi relationship na boyfriend, girlfriend na, di ba? Because you've experienced that, you, you heard recently yung testimony ng co-founder ng Church of Satan. You saw that on Facebook, right? This guy who founded, he was the co-founder of Church of Satan and then he turned away from that religion and he started believing in Jesus just because he experienced the love of Jesus from an elderly woman who hugged her in spite of all of his imperfections. That's love. That's the ex encounter that we can have with God. Now, because of that, you can't help it, but you want to tell others and you want others also, let's join this church. Let's join uh, a small group. Let's be part of a Bible-believing church that worships God because we've experienced the changed lives. Yan ang ibig sabihin ng passage na to. Once you've experienced the changed life that God does in your life, then you can't help but tell others as well. Now, if you haven't experienced that, then maybe starting today, you need to ask God, Lord, I need to experience that change. Kasi pag wala you change lives, hindi ka talaga mo motivate. You will still end up doing what you want to do. You will still end up not making disciples, not telling others about Him. Because in the first place, you haven't experienced the transformation. What kind of transformation will you experience? You will have a new life. What transformation? In John 10.10, 10, the second part of that, letter B. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The abundant life. It's not a life uh, that are no, no problems. There will be problems. There will be challenges. But it's a life that there's peace. It's a life that there's hope. I don't know how to overemphasize that, but I've experienced that many times. Tinan mo katabi mo? Na-encounter na mo sa katabi mo? Na-encounter mo ba si Jesus? Na-encounter mo na ba yung love niya? I want you to remember that. Uh, maybe later on you can discuss this in your small group. Kasi I don't know how to overemphasize that. We have, we have heard so many testimonies of lives being transformed because of the power of Jesus. Yung mga testimonies pa lang na yun should be a testament to all of us na what we're doing, making disciples, is totally worth it. This is the mission the main mission that I need to be focusing on my, in my life right now because it transforms people. 
It helps people experience Christ. Yung fullness of life, it can only happen with the power of the gospel. Without the gospel, it's never gonna happen. Kaya I need to make disciples. And not just that. It's not just life here on earth. Ha? Ito, alam na, alam na. Ito, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he, is, he gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Imagine, the only message that can lead to eternal life is the gospel. Walang ibang message that can lead to eternal life. Kahit anong message pa na marinig mo na sobrang ganda pakinggan, Kahit anong religion pa na magsabi na, uy, okay itong mga to. There's only one message that can lead to eternal life. And that is the gospel. Kaya dapat tayo mag-make disciples. I know the world right now, they're focused on helping improve economy, the inflation rate, kailangan sanang bumaba, all of these things that are happening with COVID. We have so many news out there. And those things are important. But those things are not close to how important the gospel is, the mission to make disciples. Kasi kahit anong try natin to improve the economy, if the president, all the government officials, if any business leader doesn't have a personal relationship with Christ, then it will end up futile. Why? Kasi that person is imperfect. That person is sinful. Wala yung transforming power of Christ. I'm not saying that they cannot be good people. I'm not saying that they cannot have integrity. But it will be futile kasi sayang ang effort nila if wala si Christ sa life nila. We need to help them have Jesus in their hearts. You need to help your friends have Jesus in their hearts. You need to help your family members have Jesus in their hearts. What's our message again? Live out what? Your purpose and... Make disciples. Again, tell your seatmate, live out your purpose. Make disciples. Those joining us online, sabihin mo sa sarili mo, live out your purpose. I don't want you to miss that out. Make disciples. Again, this is my prayer that at the end of this month, okay, before Unite, or maybe after Unite, all of us, we will start leading our own discipleship group. Kahit isa lang muna. And here's my challenge to you. By August 6th, you invite at least five of your friends. Kaya ba yun? Dito, sa Elevate Main, sa, MP, sa Main Hall, five of your friends. Isipin mo na. Kung may lima kang crush, invite mo na yun. <laughs> Tapos. Okay. Okay. Second motivation, motivating factor for us. Okay, first life. If you've experienced transforming life, you will make disciples. Now, love. The second one is love. What do I mean by love? Here's the thing. If my I love Jesus, because my love for Jesus will lead me to follow Him and make disciples. Can you ask your seatmate, sinong mahal mo? Yeah, Ikaw. Because if you love someone, and we, we all know this, eh? if you love someone or something, it will be shown by your efforts. Tama? Right? If you love someone or something, it will be shown through your efforts. If you, pag, let's say, mahal mo yung parents mo, it will be seen in your efforts. If mahal mo tong girl na to, if, and hindi niya alam, it will be seen in your efforts. If mahal mo tong guy na to, it will also be seen in your efforts. If mahal mo tong course na to, itong career path na to, it will be seen in the time that you spend. In the same way, if I love Jesus, that love will lead me to follow Him 
and make disciples. Kasi love ko siya eh. Kaya nga, yung conversation ni Jesus and ni Peter focused on love. This is the conversation after Jesus Christ died and He rose again. He appeared already to the disciples, but then He went away after a certain time. So si Peter, sabi niya sa, sa fellow disciples niya, Simon Peter said in John 21, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the two sons of Zebedee, and the two other disciples were together. Sabi ni Peter, okay, I don't know my purpose anymore. He didn't say that line, but it seems like he was trying to say that line. I don't know my purpose anymore. Let me just go back and fish. So I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. Will you go with me? Can you, will you go with me? And then the other people say, we'll go with you because I don't know where Jesus is. You have to understand that. They stopped fishing when Jesus was what called them to be his disciples. So they joined Jesus for three years, ministering to people. They weren't fishermen. They were still fishermen, but they weren't doing anything related to that. So when Jesus died and he rose again and appeared to them, and after a certain number of days, they felt lost. Okay, where's Jesus? He rose again. How come he's not appearing to us? He appeared to us in that room, but after that, what now? So balik na lang ako fishing. So they all went back fishing. And then they went out, got into the boat. They caught nothing that night. Sounds familiar, di ba? It was the story, same story where Jesus called the disciples. Early in the morning, they caught nothing. Jesus stood on the shore. Maybe they were, you know, uh, half awake or they were just waiting until the net would be full of fish. But still, there was no fish. The disciples did not realize that it was Jesus because someone was standing on the shore. And then, okay, cut ko na lang yung long story short. The man said, you turn that, your net to the other side. And then they moved the net to the other side. They caught a lot of fish. And eventually, Peter realized that was Jesus. He jumped out of the boat. They all went to the shore and they had this breakfast experience with Jesus. And here's the famous conversation. In verse 15, when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, and he said, Jesus, do you love me more than these? Now, what can that mean? It could mean, uh, do you love me more than being a fisherman, doing all of these things that you love to do? Do you love me more than all of the things in this world? Do you love me more than the fish, the food, or these things that we are eating right now? Do you love me more than these? And of course, Peter said, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed, ano? My lambs. Connected dun sa discipleship. How do I, what do, what do I mean that it's connected to discipleship? Because they, they, they understand the point. They, this is, it's the, in the same book, Jesus Christ said, John wrote it, that he is our shepherd. And the shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. In other words, the sheep who believes in him, who has a relationship with him, someone has to take care of them. And I called you, Peter, to take care of these people, disciple them. And then the second question, again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And I don't answer any Peter. Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And anong response to Jesus? Take care of? Oh, feed my lamb. Take care of my sheep. It's the same principle. And then the third question. Third time, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And this time, Peter was hurt. Why was Peter hurt? Maybe na-rebuke siya kasi three times siya dininay si Jesus. Or maybe na-rebuke, or maybe feeling niya, hindi niyo ba nagigets Jesus? Of course, you know everything. That's why Peter said, 
you know all things, Lord. You know that I love you. And then what's the response of Jesus? Feed my sheep. I really believe the reason why Peter, I was, the reason why Jesus was asking Peter these questions, it was to prepare him. Because when you make disciples, there will be challenging times. It's not always, you know, flowery, easy. In fact, it's difficult. For the small group leaders who are here, do you agree it's difficult to make disciples? Yeah, grave, oh. Tapos katabi mo yung disciples, disciples mo, eh, no? Hindi, hindi ikaw. Yung absent. Yung absent. It's difficult. It's not easy. But what will make you stay in that course is because you love Jesus. I'm doing this because I love Jesus. And that's what I believe Peter were, uh, re was uh, remembered when he was being persecuted, when there were people trying to kill him. What, what motivated him to keep sharing the good news, making disciples, and helping people be become more like Jesus is his love for the Lord. Kaya nga sabi ko kanina, di ba? My love for Jesus will lead me to follow him and make disciples. That's gonna motivate you. Ibang klase motivation ng love. In fact, marami na tayong nagawang mali at tama dahil sa pag-ibig. Ay, mga nandun sa likod, nag-react. Di ba? Marami na tayong nagawang mali at tama dahil sa pag-ibig. Imagine if, if we truly love the Lord. Grabe talaga yung motivation for us. I'm gonna make disciples. I'm gonna keep on doing this. Why? Because this is what God has called me, the lover of my soul, my Savior, the one who died for me, the one who has given me eternal life, the one who transformed my life. The least that I can do is help others experience that transformation as well. What's our message again? Live out your purpose. Make disciples. So first thing that can motivate us is to change life. If we've experienced changed life, definitely we want others to experience that. Second thing that can motivate us is our love for God. If we truly love Him with our heart, with our all, definitely that's going to encourage us. That's going to help us wake up every day and say to ourselves, I will still make disciples. I will still make an impact. I will still keep on meeting this group once a week, mentoring them, helping them grow because I love Jesus. And here's the thing, eh? If your motivation to make disciples is not because you love Jesus, if it's to impress people, if it's to get, gain a position in church, hindi ka tatagal. Kasi nakakapagod eh. You're gonna get disappointed. You're gonna get frustrated. You're gonna get even frustrated from the leadership of the church, from other people, from those people that you look up to, if your motivation is because of people. But if your motivation is your love for Jesus, I tell you, walang effect kahit na magalit yung iba sa'yo, kahit na there are people that you, are, you get disappointed, it will not change your mission to make disciples. And finally, another thing that can motivate us is Lord. What do I mean when I say Lord? It means, kasi the passage that we read, yung Matthew 28, 19, sabi dito, therefore, go and make disciples. Before Jesus Christ said, make disciples, He said something else. So, ano yung before verse 19? Ano yung previous verse? Ano yung previous verse? Anong number? Manunong kayo mag-math. Ang verse 18, ito nakasulat. Verse 18, 
Jesus came to them. So he was about to go to heaven, ascend to heaven. He met with the disciples, the 12 and the 500 other people who were there who saw him die and who saw him alive again. So he met with them and he told them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. In other words, he's the king. He's the boss. He is God. You know, there are th many ways to motivate us to do something here on earth. Again, like what I said earlier, if you love something or someone, it's going to motivate you to do something for that person. Another motivation is if you have a boss that you highly respect, that you know you cannot fight against, and you know that fighting against that, that boss is futile, you're going to obey that boss, diba? Whether it's the principal in school, I don't know kung napagalitan na kay sa school ng isang principal or ng guidance counselor. Meron ba kayong kinakatakutan sa school na authority? Meron ba kayo? Wala yata. Kaya kayo ganyan, no? Hindi. <laughs> ba? Lahat naman tayo, I think, meron. I remember when I was in high school, I think one of those professors, hindi siya professor, professor, I think he was the guidance counselor, or hindi guidance eh. I, I don't remember yung position niya, but basically, he usually roams around uh, during break time or even during class time in different floors just to check if may mga students na nagtatago. And siya rin yung kinakatakutan ng mga students kasi siya yung nagchecheck nung length ng hair. Kasi pag mahaba yung hair mo, I don't know kung sa high school ngayon, ganun pa rin. Ganun pa rin ba? Pag mahaba yung hair mo, oh, detention ka. Okay? Punta ka sa principal's office, gugupitan ka or kakalbuhin ka. Now, I'm just kidding. I don't know kung ganun yung... Uh, Basta remember before, if you have long hair, they're gonna give you a warning. So siya yun, siya yung nagchecheck nun. In fact, may ruler pa siya. Minsan dadaan siya sa per class. Okay, pila kayo, may ruler. So isa siya sa kinakatakutan ng mga students. And I remember when the other students, even the bully, ah, the bully students would tell me, alam mo yan, mag-ingat ka dyan ah, kasi minsan papasok na lang yan sa class, just to surprise the class, to check the length of our hair, the length of our, yung pants natin, or yung basta lahat. He will check on us and see if merong nagdi-disobey ng rules. So of course, people were scared. So we obey that person. And whenever we see that person, alam mo yung guarded ka, nandito, nandito si sir. Sir, di ba? Guarded ka eh. You don't want to do anything crazy that will cause that person to put you to detention or to give you a warning or to give a low mark sa, sa what do you call that, sa grades mo. It's, it has an effect also on your grades. So if that's how we respect human authority, if that's how we respect authority that we fear because of respect because we don't want to get punished. What more, God? Sometimes, kasi tingin natin kay God, yes, sobrang gracious, eh, hindi naman niya ipapunish eh. Alam mo, ilang beses na tayong naka- Alam, ilang beses, ilang beses na kayo naka-experience ng punishment ni Lord? Huwag niyo na itaas ang kamay niyo, huwag niyo bilangin. I really believe a lot of us, we've experienced God's discipline, God's punishment, God's rebuke. Oh, ayaw natin maulit yun. Kaya nga, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. So after he said that, that he has all authority, sabi niya sa verse 19, go and make disciples. You have a mission. If you say, I'm your boss, that's what Jesus is saying here. If you say, I am your Lord. If you say that you are my follower, then follow me when I tell you, make disciples. Nakakatakot, Lord, eh. I'm gonna be with you. Eh, parang bakit magkamali ako, I'm gonna give you strength. Alam mo, wala naman talaga tayong excuse, eh. In making disciples, we don't have excuse. Because God is there 
to empower us. Look at this statement. If Jesus is my Lord, then His mission will be my mission. Because He's my Lord. If He's my Lord, if He's the God of my life, His mission, I'm going to adjust my goals, my direction in life to His goals. I remember before, before I, get, I got married, one of the things that, imp- that God impressed in my heart is to marry someone that when we're married, we will serve God more, glorify God more, and lead more people to Jesus. Imagine, God impressed in my heart, you marry not just because of love, but you marry because I have a mission for the both of you. And a lot of people don't, don't teach that kind of aspect in marriage. Sometimes you just get married because of love, which is a good thing. But I want you to look past, not, not to look beyond love, but also look at it in the perspective that you marry because God will use the both of you. So can you ask your seatmate, are you ready to get married? Iba no? Hindi pa po. I think iba dito ready na. Kasi pareho na sila ng, pareho sila ng mission in life. Maybe some of you ready na kasi pareho kayo ng mission in life. Di ba? Turo ko sana pero wag na. Okay. Baka may mga ready na kasi dito. Baka, baka lang. Okay, what's our message again? You live out your purpose. Make disciples. So what's gonna motivate you to make disciples? Life. Experience transform life. You wanna, uh, uh, you want others to experience that. Love. If you love God with all your heart, you're motivated to do things for Him. Lord, if He's your master, He's your Lord, definitely you're gonna do that. But I wanna emphasize before, uh, before you listen to this testimony, there's gonna be a testimony that will be shown in a while. But I wanna emphasize yung verse 19 sa Matthew 28. Kasi look at what Jesus Christ said. Again, I, I go back to a lot of us, we have reasons. We have excuses not to make disciples. Maybe busy, no time, uh, scared, not trained, whatever that is. Or I'm, I, I'm not ready. I feel like I'm not ready. I mean, that kind of feeling of not being ready. Kung hihintay mo, ma-feel mo yon, baka hindi ka talaga mag-make disciples. So it's not about the feeling. It's not about the, uh, ang dito na you're not that trained enough, you're still young and all of those things. It's just the heart. That's the issue. Because sabi ni Jesus here, okay? Sabi niya sa last line, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And let's read the last line together. And surely I am with you always to the, at, until the very end of the age. I mean, what's your excuse? God's power is with you. If you make disciples, His strength will be with you. Oh. Or don't you trust God that He will give you the strength when you step in faith. If you trust God that He will give you the strength, then step in faith. Start doing it. Tell your small group leader. Later, tell him, I'm ready. Tell your campus worker, or if this is your first time here, you need to have that relationship with Jesus and be part of a small group first because now you understand, I need to make disciples. I need to live the mission that God has given to me. Now, I want you to listen to this testimony of one of our leaders, a young leader, where he started his, her own small group during the pandemic. She had all reasons, and you will hear it later, yung, all her reasons. But even though she had these reasons, God gave her the strength to start her own small group. Let's all listen to the testimony of Eunice. Growing up, I took pride knowing that my family was Christian. 
Being in a Christian household to me meant that on Sundays, I'd attend Sunday school and kids' choir. In the summertime, I'd attend daily vacation Bible school. But despite all of this, I did not have a personal relationship with God. All until the December of 2014, when I attended my first youth camp. It was then and there that I truly encountered Christ, recognized the wretched sinner I was, and gave my life to Him. From then on, I actively sought opportunities to know Him. It was when I started high school that these opportunities presented themselves to me. I got into a Bible study group with a few of my batchmates, got to go to Elevate for the first time, and had even developed relationships with several other brothers and sisters in Christ. When I, had, when I reached senior high school, I had even joined a D group. But like most people, I felt my life flip upside down once the pandemic had hit. I was already dealing with depressive issues in the year prior, and what added even more weight to that difficulty was that my parents' issues became even more prominent during the pandemic. It went from arguments throughout the day to separation in a mere few months. I was devastated, afraid to open up to anyone about what had happened. I felt that part of my identity tied itself to the whole title of being part of a Christian family. But in the midst of this struggle, I found myself constantly on my knees, praying not only by myself, but also with my sisters, especially when fights occurred. This had eventually led me to opening up to my digital leader that this helped me begin the process of dealing with my pain. Amidst all these things, God had also challenged me to start a D-group, a challenge which deeply scared me. Part of me believed I wasn't ready, that I had too much on my plate at the time. I was not confident in my ability to lead, and I felt like a failure in keeping my family together. What more another group of girls? But through prayers and the encouragement of other brothers and sisters in Christ, including my D-group, I decided to trust God and take that leap of faith. Today, my parents are still separated. I still struggle with anxiety and depression from time to time. But amidst all that, God helped me establish a D-group with a few wonderful girls who have blessed me and enriched my life so much. God has helped me even find a Christian therapist who helps me alongside my D-group process my struggles. I had even managed, by God's grace, to find D-groups for my sisters to join. At the end of the day, God has taught me so much these past years. And as I juggle responsibilities and titles, God has helped me see past the identities of eldest daughter, older sister, student, friend, mediator, and group leader, and has forever marked in my heart the identity that reigns above all else, that I, Yunis Traferza, am his child. As I face these challenges, past, present, and future, I can confidently say I am not alone in carrying the weight of it all. Proverbs 3 verses 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. I might not have everything together just yet. I might not even understand everything fully, but I trust that in His own time and by His will, I will see the purpose for the things that has happened to me. Please pray for me as I continue to lead my girls, that I do not waver in my commitments to them and also for my family, as we heal as individuals and as a whole. Once again, I am Inis Reforzo, a wretched sinner turned child of God, a broken person, used as a vessel and a testimony of what God's amazing grace and great love can do when we choose to trust and obey Him. Thank you, and to God be all the glory. Imagine the story of Eunice, experienced family problems, dealing with certain you know, difficulties personally, but still, with the power of God, she was able to make disciples. I think she started her own small group during the pandemic when she was 18 years old. I started my own discipleship group when I was 15 years old. It's not really about the age. 
It's not really about if you have a problem or not. I mean, we will have problems whether you like it or not. It's going to happen. There will be challenges. It's not if, if you are healed personally, that's the only time that you can, you know, make a difference. In fact, if you want to experience healing in life, one of the best ways to experience that is to pour your life also to other people. Because the more you share to others, the more God fills you with His presence and encourages you. Imagine the healing that you will experience as you also make disciples. And look at this. Look at the other verses that I want to share with you. Look at 2 Chronicles. Very consistent. In Matthew 28, 19, Jesus promised, I'm going to be with you if you make disciples. In 2 Chronicles 16:9, this is what He said, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to what? To what? To strengthen. What's the condition? Those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. So He also wants to give you strength. And if your heart is fully committed to Him by obeying Him, doing His will, His mission for your life, you're going to get His strength. And in Acts 1.8, look at Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Imagine you're going to have the power that comes from the Lord. We don't have any excuse not to do the mission God has entrusted to us. And I want you all to embrace that calling. God is calling you right now, even if you feel like you're young or you have a lot of failures or you have a lot of mistakes or a lot of problems. God, I really believe God is calling you to step up, to make a stand and to start discipling and making Christ committed followers. That's your mission as well. In fact, as we are about to end, I want you to start living for eternity and experience God's power while you are still young. Start living for eternity. I know you have goals in life. Make your goals not the main thing. Put them on the side. Doesn't mean you're not going to pursue them. As you pursue your goals, the earthly goals, graduating, being in a relationship, getting a good job, helping your family with a financial crisis. These are good goals. But make sure that through that, through that process of accomplishing those goals, you make the main thing part of it. What's the main thing? You make disciples. As you study, you help others get to know Jesus. As you work, you disciple people. As you earn money, you disciple others. You help others get to know Jesus. Wherever God leads you, the mission should always stay the same. I'm a doctor and I'm going to make disciples. I'm a nurse and I'm going to make disciples. I'm a lawyer, I'm going to make disciples. I'm a student, I'm going to make disciples. Whatever the situation of your life is, you have a calling and that is to make disciples. And here's the promise. Huh? I don't want you to miss that out because you will experience God's power when you make disciples. That's the only mission that God said, I'm going to be with you always. That's the only mission that God said, I'm going to give you the power. You will see transformed lives. You will see miracles beyond your imagination. I don't know what kind of blessings those things will be. It's up to you to figure that out, but you will not see that if you don't make disciples so what's our message live out your purpose and make disciples can you all stand up i want to pray for you 
This is really from my heart, guys. I really desire that all of you will start discipling others. Ibang klase, ibang klase. I don't want you to miss out on the power of God, the work of God, the grace of God, the presence of God in your life as you make disciples. So can you just bow down your heads? Close your eyes. For a certain group of people who are here, some of you, this message has spoken to you a lot because this message has reminded you, you need Jesus in your heart. He's the only Savior. He's the only Lord. And you cannot go to heaven without Him. So if God is speaking to you and telling you right now, Anak, receive me in your heart. Anak, you repent. You change your ways. You start loving me. If that's you and God is speaking to you, say something like this. Dear Jesus, I ask for your forgiveness. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying at the cross for my sins. Thank you for your grace. Today, Jesus, I ask for your forgiveness. I turn away from these sins. Help me, starting today, obey you and follow you. I receive you in my heart, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. From now on, I will live for you. And Lord, I want to pray for the second group of people who are here, who are followers of you already, but they aren't making disciples yet. Lord, please, God, I pray that during this month, not just the people who are joining us physically, but those who are watching this online, Lord, please motivate us, God. Create in us a heart that will make disciples because of the life transformation we have experienced. Create in us a heart that loves you so much that that love will motivate us to make disciples. And create in us a heart that really worships the King of kings and Lord of lords. That you are indeed our God and our Lord and we will follow you because you have all authority. Please God, create that heart in us so that all of us, by the end of this month or maybe this year, we will all be making disciples. We love you and honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you guys. We'd love to stay connected with you. So make sure to subscribe to our podcast or connect with an Elevate group through our website. See you at our next podcast.